Hello. Hi guys, this is Sarita. You probably know me as Bible Study Girl, the first voice that you were listening to the first voice that met your ears was the voice of the executive producer of the podcast bible study brother and he's my actual brother we have the same mom take it away <laughs> it is I, bible study brother but i am also known as icarus gray at gray area anime but this is the most wonderful podcast of your day and we are glad to be back to do this again please go and join our youtube channel we are at 27 subscribers strong we're trying to grow to 100 uh, so we can make it easier for you guys to find us but we made it easy for you to click down in the comments uh, share with your friends and build this lovely community with us of bible believing people that are on a walk um, to be better daily so I have a strong disclaimer to make. My brother says that every week. You know who does not link the YouTube comments to the post? It's me. Uh, I don't link the YouTube thing. So I guess I'll start doing that. <laughs> ah, ah. Every week I'm like, you probably need to do that. And then every week I'm also like, you know, life. So um, hopefully by the time you hear this, it's, it's directly in the posted in the description of the podcast and you guys can go directly to it that's the hope that's the dream fingers crossed that i have created that template amen amen how are y'all doing i don't know about y'all but it's been a week for me i've been very busy and so i'm tired so i'm trying to pump my energy up because we have an important discussion to have today we are continuing in our discussion of the book Boundaries. The book Boundaries was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it is very, um, it has been very impactful for me. And it's a very good look at how to set appropriate boundaries in your life. Today, um, so last week you heard from Bible study brother and his wife, they cover boundaries and your marriage. Since I am not married, I thought it would be a great opportunity for you guys to hear from their point of view how boundaries or a lack of boundaries have affected their marriage. So they took it away for us last week, and I'm very grateful for that. This week, we are diving into Chapter 10, Boundaries and Your Children. Now, you may wonder, because I don't have children and Bible study brother does not have children as well, uh, why we decided to go ahead and tackle this topic. I'll tell you, it's simple. It's easy. Although we don't have children, we were children. So we do have that to reflect back on and look at. And also, it is a good way for us to see what specific things we can do as parents in the future to help our children develop healthy boundaries, strong boundaries, um, to live a safe and happy, healthy life. So we're going to dive right into chapter 10 of boundaries. And the first question I was going to ask you, brother, I'm wondering what was your understanding of discipline versus punishment before you read this chapter? Did you have a clear distinction between the two before reading the chapter? Mm -mm. everything was punishment i think I, I i'm with you on that for me uh discipline i mean pretty much equated to punishment so what's your understanding of it personally after you read this chapter um 
you know, knowing when and where. Everything is when and where. Um, we don't often tell people when to stop certain things, um, whether it's whoopings, uh, because you start at a certain age, and then, you know, like, once you cross a certain age, well, instead of whoopings, now it's time for me to fight you. You know, it's just, like, upping the ante of whatever it is. Um, and, like, finding the balance of knowing when your no's need to be no and teaching all of these different things is, is so... It's more of a... It's it's one more balance that's just like, oh, God, I need you. I need you all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I need him all the way, too. I think I love the way the book breaks down and explains the difference in discipline and punishment. They're very clear that punishment is your payment for wrongdoing, right? Um. But that also kind of got me thinking about reaping what you sow, but that's more of a natural consequence. It's not a punishment because I thought about that as well. Um, but your punishment is your payment for your wrongdoing. If you commit a crime, you go to jail, right? That is your pun your punishment for not obeying the law and not following the rules. So punishment's always payment for wrongdoing. And But then discipline is giving somebody an external boundary to help them create good internal boundaries, right? So a lot of times whippings are punishments and not necessarily discipline because you're not really teaching somebody how to develop the skills that they need to not do that behavior anymore. Um and so that was, and they also talk in the book that discipline is more of the reaping and the sowing. Like I just talked about, it's a natural, it, it helps to teach you that your actions have consequences, right? And they go into great detail about different ways that you can discipline your children and show them that what they do has consequences and it's not necessarily a whooping i'm saying that like i think there is a place for that but you shouldn't get a whooping for everything that should not be your first response because you're not really teaching your child anything you're just teaching them to not get hit you know to avoid getting hit at all costs and that doesn't really help them grow and mature into responsible human beings like I, and I'm going to say that because I didn't get many whoopings in my life. I can count on one hand the number of times I got <laughs> whoopings. I was mad about all of them. Like, come on, guys. We are all adults here, right? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? She means it are, so seriously. Are we all grown? Like, like we could have talked this out. Like, yeah. there was no need for fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> And I think, honestly, a lot of times, because the chapter really starts off with a woman who is so frustrated with her child, like, she reaches her breaking point. And she's like, oh, no, you, you're getting this today because I'm done. I'm yeah. done with this. I'm done with you. And the therapist was able to help them see, well, you know, y'all kind of set this up like this. <laughs> like, you haven't really created an environment where there are clear yeah. 
clear boundaries. And, whooping, and so it was what's funny about it is whoopings, especially in the book, only especially or when you're doing them this way, it only increases an awareness for well, once I've shown my tail, this is gonna happen. It's not like okay. I'm not like I know I can do all of these things. And it's just on the day where I decided, like, and I don't know necessarily what your line is, but I know I can get away with this. This much. This yeah. much. And, you're in, and, you know, like as a kid, you don't really know that this much for this day is not the same as tomorrow. And it's, you don't even know how much you're actually doing. You're just right. like, at some point it might happen. And then when it happens, you're like, dang, I didn't think it was this point, you know, so. Right, because they essentially train their child to only obey when they flipped out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the thing. And there were so many beautiful points that came out um, of the book. Let me looking at my notes because I'm not a professional podcaster. I just do this on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we talk a lot. We talk a lot in the church about sparing the rod, spoiling the child. That is the influence quite often that we get in the church, but we don't really necessarily discuss the the specifics of establishing boundaries in your household other than because I said so, you know. Um, So how do you personally respond when other people set limits on you, brother? I've been, sure? I've, uh, I've been thinking about this. So some of these, some, some of the ex, uh, huh, some of the examples uh, where they're talking about the different stages and like what you need to start doing, there was a delay of gratification. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've thought about that. And in two ways, there were two boundaries set for me. There was a great boundary set for me. And then there was the boundary that is grandparents, <laughs> which is no boundary most uh, in, in most situations. Right. So, like, the one I internalized, though, was the good one, but I made it a bad uh, boundary, right? Uh, to, to explain further, so... There was uh, my mom. I used to know the exact days my mom would get paid. And if I wanted something, she would sometimes or often tell me, well, you have to wait till this or that or or whatever the case may be. Uh, And then much like most kids, we had times where we would go and get clothes and everything else. So if I wanted something, I knew there were certain things that I just had to wait for and like, uh, had to build up for, but I never got the, or it took a longer time for me to get the acquiring those things for yourself aspect of it. And so a lot of times I would just put, I put all kinds of stuff off. I never put food off, but (laughs) I'll put clothes or, you know, shoes or whatever off so long that it's like, you know, I got to run, I'm going to run these down into the ground and I might need it. But like there are other pressing needs and, and other things that I need to do. And so then instead of it being the the good boundary that it is, because, yeah, I'm delaying my gratification on a lot of different things. 
because I'm trying to be more responsible, but I'm also not, uh, as they talked about like later, not taking into account my own needs at that point. Right. So, yeah. I think when it comes to limits for me, I've talked about this before on the podcast. It's kind of like a double-edged sword for me, right? Because I like to know what's going to happen. I like to know the rules. I like to know the expectations and what's expected of me. But by the same token, when I bump up against somebody else's boundary and they tell me no, that can be difficult for me to accept and to accept graciously. Oh yeah, so, I got told no all the time. <laughs> Especially it can by be- y'all. It was great. Like I got told yes where it like benefited, I think, everybody, but ooh, I I I was the same what's funny, uh what I'm trying to say, God, y'all, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over everything because there's so many random thoughts and I'm trying to make it cohesive. But coming up against someone else's boundaries. Like, I think about us all the time. Like, you would think we've never had a boundary in life in between us. And for a very long time, we really didn't. But then I, it, it, it's hard to see the lines, I guess, is more so thing. Because I would respect other people's boundaries. But I also thought that, like, the timing, like, timing would be weird, too, in terms of, like, well, I'm respecting your boundaries. I'm doing these things that you asked me to do. It should be like this you know i show so you do have a hard time with the no yeah i just i guess i'm I'm thinking about it differently like because i'm trying to like i'm working it out in my head as to like when i was coming up against it because i would do the things that were asked of me but then I would. you felt like that meant whatever i ask of you you need to give it to me no but there should be like i like i'm thinking it's some sort of equivalent exchange I didn't think about right. the. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if I ask you um, something, hand it over. No, like, yes and no. Just more so in the sense of like, we should be like what the like they were saying earlier. You'd be able to come to the negotiation table, right? Like, I'm thinking now we can negotiate, or I have okay, I've done this, not knowing. Oh, you need more time, or oh. Like, this is a much longer process because there are other things that are going on that you got to be accountable for and, and take into account that it's not my job, that I can't fix this just by it respecting your boundary. Right. I think one thing that rang true for me as I read this chapter, they do break down what age appropriate discipline looks like because it's different for your child in every age and they go from birth up till teen years as these are reasonable expectations for you to have of your children this is what a two-year-old you know should be able to do and it really made me think about the fact that you know A lot of times people don't enforce things or put boundaries into motion because they just have no clue what's age appropriate and what should be expected of their child. You know, primarily my career has been working with birth to five, right? And so I remember I had a one-year-old for therapy and 
we would do therapy sessions with our parents. And then at the end for the like last five minutes of the session, I would go out, just give a report of like, you know, this is what we did in therapy today. These are the things you can do at home to carry over the skills we're working on. This is how little Johnny did. You know, I've noticed this growth or we're kind of regressing in this area. And one day I was running a little bit behind and I said to the parent, again, little Johnny is like one. And I was like, oh, we were just a little bit, um, we're just a little bit later today because he was cleaning up or whatever. And she was like, clean up? What do you mean by clean up? And I said, well, he can play with whatever toys he wants to in the clinic, whatever, you know, whatever we have, he's welcome to play with it, but we clean up before we leave. Like, you know, I don't say, oh, no, you can't play with that. You know, because everything that he sees at his level is appropriate. He can play with anything, but at the end of the session, we're going to put everything back and then come out. And it never even occurred to her that her child was able to do that or that it would be an appropriate skill for her child to have. Um, And I think she went from a spirit of offense to like, hmm, I didn't even know, you know, that was possible. Yeah, he's not down here wiping baseboards, but (laughs) when you make a mess, you can clean it up. Like we can have fun, we can party. Um, But I think it's also a great way for him to take personal responsibility for what he's doing. It's that natural, you know, your actions have consequences. And the book also talks about giving children a sense of responsibility for themselves, a sense of ownership. If every time something happens, and we've talked about this in previous chapters, you absorb the consequences for that child, you're teaching them that their actions have no consequences. And they also mentioned in the book, it's much easier to implement these things when they're younger than to have to try to fight a teenager or your adult child because they never learned what's appropriate and what should be done. The funniest thing that they he wasn't trying to be funny with that, but it was basically, hey, this is not impossible, but at this point, probably therapy. Right. At this point. And no, I was like, it, it, well, he was like, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> man. Like uh, Right. If you have a teenager that you have failed to give proper boundaries to or fail to help instill it's kind of hard you know to change the game this late in the stream and they really talk about the fact that your child should be making choices and given the power to make choices at an earlier age safe choices right like if your three-year-old says i'm going outside tonight to play in the dark okay you you don't have the power to make that choice. But as your child is growing up, as your as a parent, it's your responsibility to give them the option to make choices and then have to suffer the consequences for whatever they choose. Safe choices. One example they gave was, it wasn't a, a teenager, but it was a college student. And her parents gave her a certain amount of money to last through the semester to cover, you know, like, Food and whatever, 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 
Like all they gave her enough money to be able to take care of everything. And then they added a little bit extra, you know, just for fun. And they talk about the fact that, okay, first, the first semester they gave her the money, like she first couple months, she like burned through. And then she had to spend the rest of the semester like uh on just food and stuff. Right. It was just, just bare bones food. Right. Just squeaking along. But the parents didn't step in and give her more money. No, this is what you have. And that was like a safe boundary and a safe decision-making situation. You need to learn the consequences of your actions. So by the time she was got out of college, she was able to budget accordingly and function as a fully functioning adult. So you don't have to, if you don't have money to give your kid, whatever, you know, um, that's fine. I will tell you, mama did that for me. I moved off campus my junior and senior year of college. She gave me, we sat down, we made a budget. This is how much rent is. This is how much gas is. This is how much food should be. So you're going to get this amount of money every month. If you blow it, you blow it, you know, but this, is enough for you to take care of all of that stuff. So she was gracious and she gave me space to learn how to function, to pay lights, gas, water, um, and get on down through college. So it was a great transition for me personally to help me with budgeting and to get my little feet on the right path. Yeah, and then I, I got I, my... Boy. Go ahead. What was you gonna finish? What you saying? What I was just saying at that point, like in terms of the differences, in terms of like what you think was just the wild wild west for me, I felt way more burdened by consequences. Like I felt like they were gonna like literally kill me and end my entire everything. Like because that's how and and I know like a lot of because I think it was really hard for mom to deal with my disease and the information that we had about it. So all of my consequences, every consequence in my mind, because we didn't like really know how to talk through all this stuff felt way more dire. Cause I'm like, you know, I want to do the same things and would have taken those responsibilities. But like a lot of those responsibilities are because I'm not doing the exact same things that you're doing it's then perceived that I can't do any of those things because you only have, this is what you want me to, you know, this is the bar you, you want me to hit. Um, and that, that was, that was hard. That that was very, very hard. So can you give me an example and kind of clarify what you Prime mean? example is my car. So I wanted a car cause I needed a car. I, I had been driving mom's car uh for three or four well let's see she got the car 2007 so i've been driving the car i drove our car for like three years um because the year before that when i got my first car which was your old car i ran it into the ground because i didn't know a lot about cars and i didn't know that if you didn't do this like if you're asking me to do something and i don't know the total ramifications of whatever it is that i'm doing I'm just going to do. And I didn't know. So I ran the car into the ground. Cool. Whatever, whatever the case may be like now I don't have a car and now I'm having to drive her car, which she graciously let me use uh, and would like walk home and do all these different things. 
So around 2010, I'm trying to get a car. Um, we go out one time with uh, her and my uh, biological. And we go to all these different lots. And it's clear in my mind that I don't have an understanding. And it should be clear to other people. Because I'm like, we, we go, we test drive all these cars and, and, and everything. And I'm like, okay. So how much is it that I need to save at this job that I'm working to be able to pay the down payment to get these payments where I want them to be? And it's like, you know, well, I'm getting kind of numbers and all sorts of stuff. But a lot of my numbers are still based off of things that are not really in my heart, you know, in terms of like uh, job stuff. Right. So nothing happens of it because i'm like saving i'm putting this money back nothing happens i'm like whatever y'all done took me out here let me test drive all these cars and everything and now we're not moving on it you know he ended up not wanting to co-sign on it because he had done some co-signing or whatever for you and then again like i said consequences for me you're the mess up you're just gonna mess everything up we're not doing it because you're not gonna do what you need to do uh so fast forward and i'm like yo i really need the car like i said in 2010 and so um mom is trying to set a boundary because she needs the car you know probably y'all have had some conversations and some other stuff but she needs the car and like i can be dropped off and picked up something and so we're looking for cars i do not want to use car because it still has not been explained to me that just saving a certain amount of money does not lower your uh payments it just lowers how much you got to pay you know, uh, overall, but not your monthly. So I am late to work one time, <laughs> late to work one time or whatever. Uh, and we have this long conversation. We end up having like this argument because I'm like, you're not telling me what I need to do. I don't understand. Like I'm trying to save this money. I say that I want a new car like I say that I want these things, I'm trying to work these things out and how we're going to need to do it. I don't have credit because you made me scared of credit cards because everything's going on with that. So I don't have that. I, I don't know that this is a bad thing. Apparently, it's the worst thing in the world to not ask people for money that you don't have or whatever the case may be. And I don't know what to do. So you're saying you want me to do this. You want me to do that. I do those things and I'm still not ending up in a situation where I'm given the opportunity to show you that I can do this. Um, so that, that's my example. I finally get the car, whatever, and didn't miss payment. Didn't have to ask her for anything like the first consequence or not even consequence, but first thing I had to face and get through was paying for my uh, tags. And that was frightening and scary. And it felt like I couldn't do it. But I knew I had to, and I did it. And then after right. I did that, I was able to do all these different things. But it took a while to even get the dynamic of being trusted with the same things that you were trusted with because my trajectory in terms of school or whatever and everything that was going on just wasn't the same. And therefore, it didn't seem like I had any source of responsibility. At least that's how I felt. Well, I'm sorry it felt that way, but I think you gave a perfect example of you've been given opportunities. And so she, I guess, was trying to protect herself. She's not here. I don't know. But I will give him a shout out. I will give my daddy a shout out for co-signing for that car because your girl needed it to get to mm -hmm. Clemco's. 
So he couldn't co-sign for your car because no, he could at that time because it wasn't on your like you had already gotten a new car off. by that time. Oh. You had gotten your that first truck. Like this is why okay. I was like, you wasn't even like, bro. This is why I'm saying like, nah, fam. I was just getting disrespected in regards to what thought I what 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 was thought that I could handle. And I was like, and I know it was from the onset of all those things. Like even from. Oh. You know, and it's like, you don't know until you know, but it's like when you're a kid and it's like the first thing your mom is encountered with before you become a teenager is you're more susceptible to skin cancer. You're more susceptible to this, that, that, you know, you got to take this. You could, you're going to be in and out of the hospital and all of these things. And it's like, none of that happens. And like, I'm coming into where I'm wanting to like form those boundaries and all of these different things. And it feels like the wind is going to kill me. Like, and I can't even, so then I'm feeling like everything is more. And I think that was a lot of, in my mind thinking of it now, I think that's a lot of why, but at the same time, it like, it hampered so much. So you think your thought process hampered you from doing things because you were scared to do things? I'm trying to make sure I'm understanding. Yes. Well, I was scared to do things and then I wasn't, I'm not being held in a way that's like, these are the things that can happen. Everything is more extreme, whereas it's small stuff. Like, yeah, there might've been a month where you spent more than you needed and you had to figure it out at the end, but you figured it out. And instead it's like, you can't do that, you know, like, you know, and I'm, I I don't know what to do. Like, I was so scared about trying to find insurance and stuff. Like, I didn't think I was going to like, I have to be a millionaire to pay for the things I need to pay for. And that just wasn't the case. Like, cause I'm looking at what she's spending and everything else. And it's just like, no, you just got to be smart about what insurance you get, what, what budget you're doing. And these just weren't things that we were like walking through. So is that a fear that you had? Do you feel like that's a fear that was imposed on you or a fear that you just naturally had? Or do you think it's a combination of both? Like the environment? Combination of both. Like you imposed, it was imposed because you did at that time, much like when you're talking about the responsibility, everything, like it was me that had to take the medicine, you know? And so I have to learn those different things, but also there wasn't really a way I mean, there were ways, but I don't know that mom knew the exact way to like give me information on what it is that I'm dealing with because we don't really know. There wasn't a lot of information on it. We're just doing what the doctors tell us to do. We're going where we need to go. Um, and then on my end, like I, 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 I only know disease in one context and it's death. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Knowing what you know now from reading this chapter, what do you think would have been the appropriate response for a parent with you in that situation? Let's take the car situation. What do you think would be an appropriate way to build those boundaries and set boundaries with teenage, later teenage, early 20s, Joe? Uh, Explain to me what happens when you don't do these things to a car and don't just expect that I already know those things. Because I'm just a kid who wants to get around, go hang out with my friends. And you can say that, but I don't know that not changing your oil at this time does this. I ain't got no male influence in my life that has ever explained anything to me about a car. Like, I don't. All I got is you telling me something, but I don't know any of the consequences or ramifications. 
Um, the other aspect of it is walk through me with this information about what it is that I'm dealing with. Like, we got to go and get information. Like, yeah, the doctors have things they can tell us, but you know I'm not as comfortable asking all of these different questions. And, like, then I'm seeing the, okay, th- this hasn't really happened. I have, I don't really have these issues. I, I'm not in and out of the hospital. What does that mean? You know, like, what are the things that we should try and do? Because I'm also dealing with, like, when they talk about the 13, uh, I think it's 13 through 18, you're then dealing with peer pressure and dealing with friends and stuff. How can I, how am I going to encounter this? Because they don't understand what this is either. And they're not expected to, but I need to understand what's going on with me. Um, And then understanding the actual value of money and being able to work towards something in a way that like we had so many different instances where this was something that, that, that was like that we were doing. But then it just got to a certain point where we stopped. You know, we had our uh, boundary setting system of like we had a reward system. If we wash dishes, blah, 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 Friday or whatever, we would get to go to Blockbuster, rent movies, and it was pizza day or whatever. And we did that for a certain amount of time. But then, you know, like either we didn't face all the consequences because whatever it was that I was doing or you didn't get a reward that you should have got while I shouldn't have got one. So I can understand like, no, you didn't do what you needed to do. This is where we are. Um, okay. So I would have just been more informed because I'm going to listen to you. If you got, if you're telling me information that seems like, especially at the time when you're a kid, like it seems like it's adult information, but it's really just information about what's going on with me and stuff that I can do. And that responsibility and feeling like, Hey, I trust you with this that would have been the best for me because I didn't feel like people really trusted me with all that stuff. So do you, but do you feel like though the car situation is a natural consequences of things that have happened in the past or no? No. Cause you, in no situation have you had me to where like there's something that needs to be paid and I need to pay it. Like you just did everything. So I haven't, I don't, I haven't felt the weight of a, a, a consequence or anything. I also haven't had the ability prior to that to really walk with you on something. Like we've had certain instances of whether it was like school and being home where it's like, yeah, I'm taking out the loan and I'm paying for that. But you took out the first loan and then the first consequence was I didn't do what I needed to do. So I came home. Secondary loan was uh, was under both our names. And then in certain situations, you would end up paying. Uh, well, no, she didn't pay. She paid for the one to get me out of uh, the red that time. But like, you know, and so I'm like learning these things, but I'm also not giving that confidence that, hey, you've been doing this. Hey, you're working. Hey, you're working consistently and doing these things. Like there was just no confidence built. It's just like, well, you already messed up. You messed up in school. You messed up in this. These things don't really matter because you're not, it don't seem like you're going to finish school. Okay. That's an interesting take. I don't, just curious and wondering how you process it and what you, what you feel. I wonder, I think it probably is great that mother is not on this podcast and yeah, I think it's great that she's not on the podcast today as we talk about boundaries and 
discipline and natural consequences with your children. Yes. I also don't like that. That see, that's another one of those things that drives me crazy. Not so much that I'm 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 just saying like a lot of the times I think there is it feels like there is this perception of like ignorance or stuff that I don't see. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm I, I will say on the front end because I don't want this to get mis or misconstrued or, or off course. I appreciate each and every one of the things that were done for me. I just think the structural teaching of how I'm supposed to respond or how what are the things that I need to do because those things were so different from what it was that you were doing. Like I'm out here working. Like yeah, I'm I'm not saying that school can be the the you know has to be the moniker or whatever, but I'm out here working. And I can find, you know, jobs, I can do different things, I can work and be able to, to to provide for myself and care for myself, even if I'm not necessarily going to school right now. And it just right. felt more like that was not an okay thing. And so you felt like you weren't, let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly. You felt like you weren't being respected because you weren't in college? Because I wasn't doing the things that would make whoever feel as most, whether it's you or her, the most comfortable about being able to take care of myself is okay. is 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 what it felt like. And so okay. I'm saying that more to say, and I was also, you know, showing a boundary because a lot of times what makes me the most crazy is I get that sometimes you and or mother don't understand when I'm saying it just sounds like and, and like even the response is just sounds like it's a brat that's acting out like you were just being this and yeah she might have a different thing because she's going to give all this information on the stuff that she was trying to do or that she was doing or stuff that was be, being done behind the scenes or whatever and it then sometimes makes it feel like it's an invalidation of any way that I could possibly feel about anything i get that and that's why i said it's good that mama is not on this podcast because she is a mother and her natural response will be to defend her actions and i don't necessarily want this to be uh you know what i'm saying i don't want to go down a rabbit hole but i really am curious to see like what your thoughts are on discipline and natural consequences and that's why i asked you like what would have been the appropriate response <laughs> as a parent you you know the best uh example of realizing uh mess around and find out what? when when grandma let you start hitting me yeah that was a definitely very good natural consequence because like i said i was a very I am a rule follower and the rule was I could not hit you and you would hit me all the time. And grandma was like, Hey, yo, that's crazy. Like, and I realized that immediately, him out. Oh no, this person is bigger than you and she is stronger than you. <laughs> and you know, like eventually it got to the point where it's like, I, I understood and, and kind of grew from that. But that, you know, like it's just, I'm, the environment for boundaries can often be offset by a lot of different things. And it's a really hard balance that you have to be diligent about. And that's a lot of what this chapter taught me 
And that's more so what I'm trying to bring up because, again, I'm not trying to, like, tear down my whole childhood and say, like, it was just this terrible thing because, like I said, there were a lot of good boundary things that were, like, around. It's just we didn't stick with them. And I can understand certain ways why not. But um, but then in a lot of different places, there were just these absences and gaps that didn't instill the confidence that. I necessarily want it and or need it. Okay. I think chapter 10 is a great chapter to look at. Like I said earlier, it's much easier to do it when you have a young child versus trying to get a teenager to fall in line. Um, So pick it up, read it for yourselves. Think about how discipline can be instrumental in providing a great, I want to say a great learning and growing experience for your children. Cause the goal of parenting is that your children will be able to be self-sufficient and you have to provide an environment where they can learn and understand what's needed for them to take care of themselves. Just like we talked about earlier in the book, mm-hmm. the knapsack and the boulder analogy, your child has to be able to carry their daily load. They have to be responsible for themselves and all that God has provided them and um, to help them be a good steward. This is definitely easier to digest than chapter four um, because it just, it walks you through in the loving way of setting those boundaries. And like I said, as a person that's endeavoring to, to have kids uh, within the near future and all of that, this like, this wasn't as terrifying and it was more illuminating to the totality of, Hey, these were things that kind of happened with you. These are things that you should kind of be aware of and, and try and um, do. So that way you're not um, met with the, the righteous, righteous retribution that others wish upon you. <laughs> All right. I don't know about you, but I'm finished and I'm done. You finish and you done. Um, but we appreciate you guys for listening to us uh, with this boundaries book. As you can see, it like it's gonna it's gonna take you up and down, but it's to build you up. Um, none of these instances and anything are ever hopeless. Um, it just takes a lot of work, a lot of patience, and a lot of time to put together. So we hope that we're inspiring you guys to want to go and read this book to join the book club with us and continue on. Uh, if you want to hit us up in the socials. Are those down in the description or do I be lying to the people every week? You're lying. Every week. I had no idea. Well, I know what I'm making for you now. Uh, Well, actually, I've already made it for you. I'm just going to share it with you. Copy and paste is a very easy thing. So now, from now, from this podcast or podcast before it, all the things that I say will be down in the description uh, for you guys to connect and, and, and get together with us. Um, make sure that you hit up our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Bible study girl. Um, you can also, uh, message us there and, um, on, uh, Instagram at underscore Bible study girl. Oh my goodness. My brain was freezing. But anyway, do all that stuff. Remember that it's not the I that preach, not the you, but we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.